Hello, fellow Dis nerds, and welcome to Couple of Dis nerds podcast. I am one part of the couple, and my name is Madeline. The other half is my husband, Tim. Tim, you want to say a quick hi? Hello. Uh, we are so happy to be back and creating our second episode. We are so sorry for missing like six months of the podcasting game. Uh, summer took a, a bit of a turn, but we are back and better, and we are so ready to get into it. This is all things about our honeymoon trip. All right, guys. So as we stated before, we are so happy to be back. I know it was a bit of a crazy summer. The last time we talked to you guys, our honeymoon trip consisted of a two-week trip, one week just Tim and I, and then the following week, our families were going to come and meet us down at Disney. Tim, do you want to fill them in on the more recent update of what our trip was? Yeah, it got updated because uh, the COVID numbers in Florida went crazy, so we had to shorten that trip and... We tried to also stay out of the parks as much as possible in order to be safe. Yeah. So it was definitely a trip that was not your typical Disney trip. I think some people, and Tim and I each kind of represent one side of this argument. Some people prefer a Disney trip where you are in the parks nonstop. That's me. Absolutely. (laughs) And other people prefer a trip where maybe you're not in the parks as much and maybe you're resort hopping and and things of that nature. That's not me. Absolutely. (laughs) And this trip was exactly that. So, Tim, do you want to fill them in on where we stayed? Uh, Maybe some details surrounding the DVC aspect of the trip? Yeah. So our stay was at the Grand Floridian Villas. And we stayed in the Angels. We stayed in a one-bedroom Grand Villa, too, which I'm all about maximizing the points. So that was a little frivolous for us. But I know that Madeline, that was kind of her dream destination. So we were able to book a one-bedroom with a view of the monorail, which was really awesome. Uh, And we got to watch that go by every morning, staying in the Grand Floridian Villas. Yes. So as Tim stated, we were in a one-bedroom uh, villa at the Grand Floridian. I believe those are like the DVC villas, right? They're technically only for DVC members. Yeah. And they're building more actually too. There's more coming in Uh, 23, I think. And don't you worry, we're going to get into that in a future episode. Um, but just to stay on task, the hotel itself and Tim, I want you to speak on this as well, because obviously you guys might know that I am slightly biased to the Grand Floridian as my favorite resort, but I, I mean, words can't describe how much I enjoyed the hotel. I just felt like it was an amazing experience. And Lord knows that words can't describe how much trouble we had getting anywhere because Madeline had to stop and take photos of everything in the hotel. Yes, that is true. Um, I did stop and take a picture everywhere and with everything that even remotely said Grand Floridian on it. But not only speaking about it because it was the Grand Floridian and because it obviously is a more luxurious resort. But I do really think for people who are potentially going to stay there or it's in your, um, it's on your list of places that you might want to stay, I would highly recommend it. I would say it was a 10 out of 10 experience for me. I think the things that they had to do at the resort were so fun, just like little activities. Little activities. You mean shopping at all the the stores, (laughs) which we did several (laughs) times throughout the trip? Yes. No. Okay. Obviously. If we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it. Grand Floridian has significantly more stores within the resort than any other resort. That's an amazing thing. That's obviously a perk to someone like me. But I was referring to they had activities every single night going on at the resort. Movies. The one day they were doing a button, uh, like is, making thing. 
definitely really nice when you're planning a Disney trip that is not involving the parks. Absolutely. Because normally I'm like, what sucker's going to go to that when the parks are right there? <laughs> but that was us this time as we were staying out of the park because of the COVID numbers. Yes, it was us this time. But I, I would give the rating uh, for the hotel for Grand Floridian for the villas. I would say 10 out of 10 without a doubt maybe even a 12 out of 10, what would your rating be? Yeah, let's just back up and talk a little bit. The The big improvement I think that has happened to Grand Floridian uh, is everybody knows it's on the monorail loop, so it's easy to get to Magic Kingdom. But recently, over 2020, they added that walking path. And the DVC villas are on the opposite side of the resort, but it's still only a 15-minute walk to the Magic Kingdom. So there was one night that we're going to get into that we went to the Boobash and it was Magic Kingdom is really accessible. I don't think we left the Magic Kingdom monorail loop complex at all that trip, which is very weird because normally at any other DVC uh, resort or any other Disney resort, you're taking the bus basically anywhere. In fact, we went over to uh, Animal Kingdom, not Animal Kingdom, Wilderness Lodge and we were annoyed that we had to wait for the boat for so long because the boat was full because people were going over to the not-so-scary party. Yes. I definitely think that the walking path is just a huge bonus of staying at the Grand Floridian. Not only are you on the monorail loop, but now you're also – you can walk to Magic Kingdom, which is huge. Uh, We also have – quite a bit of nostalgia on that walking path uh, because that's actually where Tim and I got engaged before it was connected to the Grand Floridian. So yes. when we were there, there's no, nothing to go. Yeah, do there was, there. Nothing, it was like a smoker's path. Yeah, there was nothing to do, but I do want to get into um one, one of these times on one episode, the engagement story, um, because a lot of you actually asked for it on our Instagram, but overall in terms of the Grand Floridian and the DVC villas and the, our experience there for our honeymoon trip, like I said, I would give it a 10 out of 10. I really felt like it was so easy to get everywhere. And I just, I love the ambiance. When they say welcome home, I have to tell you, I got tears in my eyes. I truly felt it. I was like, oh my gosh, this really does feel like my home away from home. And I've never had that experience at another hotel. So I would highly recommend. And this was our first DVC stay. So I guess everybody will have to stay tuned. We have a trip in January and the end of June planned to kind of, feel out how the other DVC resorts, one's Old Key West and the other one is Boardwalk and then Animal Kingdom Savannah View. So we've got some more DVC trips to compare that to, uh, but it was definitely a magical experience. And let's be honest, nothing will really compare to the Grand Floridian. So one thing that we did do um, on this trip, obviously, was not go to the parks as much. This was a trip that was pretty much basically just us at the Grand Floridian, either doing things at different resorts or maybe going to Disney Springs, but we really weren't in the parks very much. And I have to tell you, something that we really enjoyed was the fishing trip out of the Grand Floridian. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was one of the highlights of the trip. (laughs) I agree. Um, Where did it leave out of, Tim? Campgrounds? Yeah, so it left out of Disney's campgrounds, and this is something additional that uh, we had to pay for. And it was nice because it was something that we were walking on the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom one day just to walk around the loop. And we saw that they had a boat, and it was a big yacht, that uh, you could pay to have a captain and take you out fishing. And we thought that would be fun, so we called while we were walking the loop, and they were able to fit us in for the next day at 10 a.m. Yeah, so... 
there are multiple things that I loved about it. Number one, I will say it's not just fishing that's available. There's also um, an option to do like a bigger boat depending on the party size, but you can actually be on a boat on the lake for the fireworks, which we actually considered doing, but it was pretty expensive. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I think it was like above $500 or close to $500. Um, and that was, that was a little pricey, especially also because we're not huge like into the fireworks, like we would be perfectly fine watching them from the park. Um, But the fishing seemed really interesting to both of us because we had never been fishing before. And I have to say, part of what I loved so much about it was how easy it was when we got on the boat. Yeah, absolutely. So you leave out of the campgrounds. So we woke up at like 830 and took a boat over to the campgrounds. So we took a boat to Magic Kingdom and then one that went to the campgrounds. And we walked some of the hiking paths there. And then we met our captain at, at 10 o'clock uh, to go out to, on the boat and go fishing. And the nice part, like Madeline says, is you don't have to do any of the work. So what's something that intimidates me about fishing is that I don't know how to tie any of the knots. I don't know what 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 fish like and what they don't like. So uh, the captain kind of took us out, gave us a demo of uh some baited hooks and said if you want to catch bass like you got to do this kind of technique and then we'll switch to a different fish uh and it was really nice because he baited the hook he tied them he had extra ones so when they snapped he was swapping them out and then he would tie them in the background while we were still fishing uh and i did beat madeline in total fish count as well that's really not saying anything because i'm not that great at fishing but what i will say is yeah it was just so easy it was so fun i have to give a shout out to our captain i believe his name was charlie you hear that that's tim the fish whisperer oh my gosh um but he was amazing he was phenomenal and the whole experience was just really fun you got to see parts of disney world that you really wouldn't see um because, you know, you're out in the middle of the lake on this boat. Something that I was a little bit nervous about was how fast the boat was going to go. I am somebody who I do not, I do not suffer from motion sickness, but I suffer from the fear of motion sickness. (laughs) So I will kind of psych myself out and get really nervous that like, oh my gosh, what if I get motion sickness? What if, you know, something crazy happens? Um, And I was a little nervous about the boat, but I have to tell you, I felt totally fine. I mean, obviously, if you're someone who gets like violently seasick, that's a a different story. But you are on a lake. And although the boat does go fast, it's not um, it's not like a rocky ride. That's what I was trying to tell Madeline when we were deciding whether or not we wanted to do this. It's on a lake. So we live on the Jersey Shore, which uh, is near the ocean, obviously. So that has waves and chop that is gonna make you seasick uh but the seven seas uh lagoon is not that way it's very smooth and it's not gonna rock as much so if you're at all worried about that i wouldn't be it's basically like just standing on a platform that moves and it doesn't make you seasick at all yeah it was cool and and once we kind of got comfortable enough being on the boat we actually told the captain to like it was okay to go fast with the boat and and we went I told him that right away. <laughs> I took a minute. But we went pretty fast on that boat and I have to say it was really really fun. Overall, I would give the whole experience uh truthfully I would give it a 10 out of 10. I had a really great time and I felt like it was something really fun to do if you are just kind of tired of being at the parks or maybe you're a little overwhelmed from being at the parks. I also think it's an amazing activity to do with kids. 
I think it would be so fun to take your kids, maybe if they're like ages, I would say six and up, um, to go and to fish because it's also the amazing part, as always, about Disney is it's catch and release. So you're catching the fish and you get to hold them and you get to take the pictures, but you do put them back in the water. We did have that one unfortunate moment where the captain, the the fish had swallowed the hook really deep and it got stuck in its gills and the captain was trying to get it out and it took a while. And then he put it back in the water and it wasn't swimming. So, you know, keeping the Disney magic, he told us that it just was catching its breath again and that it'd be fine. So he pushed it down with the net. And then in about five minutes, it floated back up to the surface. (laughs) And then he said it's the the magic circle of life yes. for the birds to be eating. The, yes. The and fish. He, he compared it kind of to like the circle of life uh, stuff that they talk about in Lion King, which was awesome. So I do think it would be really fun for kids. I would give it a 10 out of 10. Tim, what would you rate it? Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, again, for the, the non park trip, I would stack up these activities. We only had a cut with four days down there. So this was one of our daily activities and then we spent the afternoon i think in the pool and floating around the hotel yes but if you're planning a non uh park trip i think these kinds of activities are totally gonna uh stack up and be an awesome attraction for you guys to go do so now taking it to probably my favorite well one of my favorite parts of our honeymoon trip which was the food. I am such a foodie. Food does bring me pleasure. And I love nothing more than the food at Disney and eating around Disney. And we had some really, really amazing experiences at some relatively random restaurants. So I'm going to start off, I think, by talking about the Contempo Cafe, which is in located in the Contemporary. It's right uh, next to Chef Mickey's. And I thought it was really incredible given that it's a quick service place. Yeah. And they had the cafeteria set up a little bit different. Uh, Sorry, I won't call it a cafeteria, the Contempo Cafe. (laughs) I'll call it a cafe. They had it set up a little bit different than we're used to, where you ordered at the, the front and then they would bring out your food. So it wasn't like the normal uh, cafes that they have at the uh, hotels where you pay a meal credit to get in and then you can eat whatever you want and take it out. Uh, after that, they kind of had a preset menu and they would bring it out to you. Yeah. And I, I will say, I mean, there were a couple of drawbacks obviously of eating there. We were looking for something quick, um, obviously quick service. Um, but I will say while we were eating there, the contemporary was actually under construction, very under construction. So it was a little bit loud. Um, it was a little bit hectic. But I will say, overall, the food was incredible. We both, I believe, had the tofu, um, like, stir fry. And I have to say, that was honestly a relatively healthy option, which is kind of important to me. Because, you know, as you're going around Disney, um, not every meal can be, like, you know, deep fried. (laughs) Um, So it was nice to have something that was tofu and plant-based and just a little bit healthier, a little bit lighter. And honestly, it was just a really nice experience. The workers there were amazing, so sweet, so kind, and it wasn't crowded. The only thing, the only drawback I would say really for me was the construction aspect, but that's, you know, that's unavoidable. Yeah, and something that I want to hit on that I'm sure most of our podcast listeners 
or dis nerds so they know but maybe not everybody knows is these restaurants in the uh in the hotels you can visit them even if you're not staying there and the contempo cafe is one of those ones that it's one stop away in the monorail monorail loop or it's a short walk from magic kingdom so if you have kids or you have friends that are uh have a shorter fuse for the day you can take a walk over there and sit in the ac and eat uh lunch at a relatively relaxed spot without going too far from the magic kingdom if you're planning on going back yeah absolutely and i think um as tim said you know it's important to know that you don't have to eat at the resort that you're staying at these are open to anyone you don't have to be staying there and for us I know we didn't necessarily, I don't actually think we had the option to stay at the Contemporary because it was under construction. I don't know if they were having guests at that time. Um, but it was really nice because, you know, Tim loves the Contemporary. I. It's not, is it your favorite resort? No. There you go. Um, it's not his favorite resort, but it is, I know, one of his favorites. And it's also one of my favorites, especially, you know, given the connection it has to Walt Disney. Um so I definitely would say it was kind of nice to change up the pace and be somewhere different for the day. You know what? Let's hit you with Tim's fun fact of the day. Ready for this? The contemporary was built in a new modular construction style, which meant that they built the frame, the triangle first. And the idea was that they would build the rooms prefab offsite and they would slide them in and bolt them into the frame that they had constructed onsite. And it went very poorly, which is why... <laughs> Walt, uh, which is why Walt Disney employees, the night of the Magic op- uh, the Magic Kingdom opening, they were still scrambling to try to get the uh, contemporary set up for the opening. Yeah, that's a cool fact. Um, the other thing that I would say is it's cool to see the monorail go through. Yeah. I mean, that's like every kid's like, wow, like, look at that. It's so cool. It is cool. I definitely think it was a cool place to eat. And I definitely, like I said, you know, as Tim said before, it's really fun to eat somewhere that you're not staying. You know, we didn't, obviously we couldn't stay at the Contemporary, but it was really cool to go eat there and to have kind of just like a quicker, easier lunch. Um, We were actually kind of eating in between lunch and dinner. So it was like dinner. But yeah, it was really fun. I, I, you know, overall, I think I would give it Probably a seven out of ten. I think it would have been. Sevens. I I do love sevens. I feel like it's the perfect rating. But five is a perfect. That's like. I well, I only visit if it fits your needs. I wouldn't go out of your way. It's a five. In terms, I will say maybe a little controversial. This is probably I would prefer this over the quick service at. Um, what is it called? French the French Quarter. No, that's a lie, actually. No, scratch that. We'll go with the five. There you go. <laughs> Easy argument. Because <laughs> I was sitting here thinking about it, and I'm like, ah, no. Um, yeah, but Tim has a point. Don't don't necessarily go out of your way, but it is really good. The other place that we ate that I do want to talk about. So as I was saying, the other place that we ate at, uh, a little bit different from the Contempo Cafe. We A little bit different. <laughs> that was a joke. You guys can't see his face right now, but it's pretty funny. Um, Okay, the other place that we ate at actually was called Shula's Steakhouse. Um, This is located in the Swan and Dolphin Resort. I believe it's on the dolphin side. Yes. Um, It's 
pretty much your typical steakhouse, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I do think it was very good. I had never previously been there. I'd actually never heard of the steakhouse at all. We kind of stumbled upon it. It was kind of a last-minute reservation. Well, we were situation. looking for the yachtsman. That's what we were doing. Yes. Which is our favorite steakhouse on property. Yes, so good. Um, but we kind of stumbled upon this place, Shula's. And I'm just going to give my little quick review. And then I'll kind of let Tim talk about it a little bit in his experience. Um, I liked it. It was very fancy. We were very underdressed. We had come from... Tell me about that. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> we had come from a day of just got Like, we had we had actually just gone on the bike, the Surrey bike. And we were, like, in shorts and we had matching um, <laughs> the College of New Jersey alumni t-shirts on. And we went into Shula's. And people are in, like, like you know, the women are in fancy dresses. Men are in, you know, polos. collared shirts, polos. And we were literally in like Madeline gym. had a fanny pack on. I had a and fanny gym pack shorts. on. <laughs> yeah, we were in like gym shorts, and and to make it worse, we were in matching t-shirts, uh, which which I think made it worse because it kind of made it look like we planned to be underdressed. I'm not really sure, but we were definitely underdressed. I think overall, it was a really good experience for me. Like I said, I'm just going to give my review really quick. It was a really good experience. We had a great time. Very fancy. Very fun. Um, the food was great, but I will say the food is kind of heavy. I actually left kind of feeling like, okay, this is like, we ate quite a bit. I'm, I'm really full. Um, so, you know, I would say it was pretty good. I don't, if I'm being honest, if it's here or yachtsman and you can get a reservation at either, I would definitely go with the yachtsman. Just me personally, Tim. Listen, I'll give my review. I, this is a classic so Shula's is a chain that's not uh, exclusive to Disney. And that kind of summarizes the Swan and Dolphin too. <laughs> it's like imitation Disney, I well, feel like. for those of you that don't know, the Swan and Dolphin is actually owned by the Marriott. It is not technically... It, that's why it looks so drastically different from like the Polynesian or the Grand Floridian. It was not the same design and architecture team um, as any of the Disney resorts. Yeah. And with that, it operates more like a normal hotel than a Disney hotel. For sure. So at the Polynesian, you have like Trader Sam's and everything is themed yeah. to be like the Poly. In the Grand Floridian, you have the Enchanted Rose. Mm -hmm. So everything is themed like the Grand Floridian. Shula's is just like a steakhouse in a hotel. And steakhouses are normally nice. And it was normally nice. But it was a little disorganized. And like Madeline was saying, we were underdressed. We showed <laughs> up and it was like, a, oh, this is one of those kinds of places where we should have been like dre nice dressly or dressed nicely. Uh, and been a little bit more organized before we went there. Yeah. Like I said, the food was great. It was a great experience. It was really fun. Uh, it's themed after the, I believe he was the Miami Dolphins uh, coach, uh, Don Shula. It's all like, you know, his pictures everywhere and stats about his Yeah, and that's and the like other that. thing. You know, like it, the theming is just odd. Yeah, the theming is Don Shula. It's Shula's Steakhouse. And it's they're also, selling cigars while you're there. It, yes, it's, it's it's also located in, like we said, the Swan and Dolphin, which is not a Disney 
technically a Disney resort. So it definitely feels like what I would what I would say, truthfully, I would recommend this to people who maybe if you're parents and you're traveling with your kids and other extended family and the one night, you know, just you and your significant other want to go out to dinner and you want to go kind of like escape the Disney bubble, but like not leave property. I would definitely go to Shula's because you are getting out of that Disney bubble. You're not going to see Mickey Mouse's face anywhere. But if you're somebody who really you're there to be at Disney, it's kind of like stepping out of the bubble for no reason. Yeah. And that's, it was exactly what I was going to say. I think that if you're not a Disney fanatic, like we are, and you're like, (laughs) wow, I have to be here for seven days surrounded by Mickey Mouse staring at me all the time. This is maybe a restaurant for you in the sense that you could feel more at home having a football coach stare at you all the time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, Overall, I would say um, I would, I would actually rate this like a six out of 10. The food was fine, a little bit heavy, but just not my cup of tea. I would have much rather had we planned a little bit better and gotten a different reservation. I would have much rather been at a place that was a lot more Disney-esque. Yeah. I mean, the steak though was, I did really enjoy the steak. I mean, I enjoy steak anywhere, so (laughs) maybe not the glowing review that they're expecting, but I definitely, it's still a steakhouse and the food is still good. Absolutely. For sure. It's expensive, but it's good. Yes. But yeah, I would say overall, like I said, if you're looking to kind of get out of that Disney bubble for a bit, definitely go over to the Swan and Dolphin, check out some restaurants in there because it'll, it feels a little bit more like normal world. (laughs) So the next place that we want to review on our little food review tour is my personal favorite from the entire trip. The best to ever, ever, ever do it. Obviously, it's at the Grand Floridian. Obviously, it's the Enchanted Rose. <laughs> obviously. I, obviously. I was lost where you were going with that. <laughs> I, oh my goodness, y'all. I will just preface by saying I am 24. Tim is 25. We can legally drink. Um, We don't drink. I I do not drink at all. I, it's just a preference of mine. Tim very rarely, if ever, drinks. Um, But oh my gosh, did we have the best time. We had the best time. It was amazing. I you are seriously overselling how fun this no, was. It I, was fun because it was such a disaster. Oh my gosh, what? No. Okay, hold on. I'm selling it as much as I'm selling it because the drink that I had was incredible. It was a mocktail. I, so it did not have alcohol in it. Kids can absolutely get it. There is no alcohol. It was my mouth is like watering thinking about it. It was so good. Okay. Oh, yours was really good. Mine was really good. Yeah, yours was. I'll give you that. But (laughs) we started off the journey wanting to go to Trader Sam's. Yeah. Because we had been there once before and we thought the theming was really cool. There was an hour wait and neither of us drink. So, you know, there's not much to really do at Trader Sam's. We were just going for ambiance. Yeah, to sit and maybe have like one mocktail or something. And then the, the two hour wait, we were like, We'll walk over to the Enchanted Rose and sit there. Yeah. And then maybe by the time we get there and have one mocktail there, we can go back to uh, the Poly and Trader Sam's will have an open table. We get to the Enchanted Rose and there's a whole bleep bridal shower there. (laughs) They have every chair in the restaurant in this one wing of the restaurant reserved in a corner and they're screaming they the were entire screaming time. they were absolutely screaming like at the top of their lungs we yeah. started at a high top table that had like six seats on each side yeah and by the time we were about to leave 
it was just the two of us at the high top table. And as soon as we left, they picked up our chairs and they moved them into the corner as well. Yeah. So I, I will agree. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Um, bar scenes tend to attract, you know, obviously adults, people who are of drinking age, people who are doing kind of their own thing. This did happen to have some sort of like bridal party situation going on. Um, and it was very loud. I, that, that I cannot argue. They were kind of obnoxious and it was really loud. However, the actual ambiance of Enchanted Rose was so beautiful. Lost in the sauce. Obviously it was stunning. You just like it because it's the G flow. No, I like it because it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I will also say the what was drink, the beautiful part? The, the screaming the bridal shower? But you have to take them out of it. It wasn't like they didn't control. Like it was just a bad coincidence that we were there when they were there. Um, The actual place was beautiful. The service was fantastic. And my drink was chef's kiss. Like, oh, do we want so to talk good. about the drink I got? I picked one at random. I'll just okay. say. Let me set the scene for a second. As I said, my husband, Tim, rarely, if ever, drinks like he I I think I've only ever really seen him drink when we're down in Disney and it will be like one beer okay he looks at the menu we're kind of rushing because the waitress is kind of waiting and he wasted we're also spending most of the time talking about how I can't hear anything because the bridal shower is so loud (laughs) so we're sitting there and he's looking at the menu but kind of rushing all of a sudden the waitress is at our table we're ready to order i knew what i was getting i was super excited it was an incredible drink i don't regret any of my decisions i would it go was back. like a vanilla I, lemonade it was right? it was like vanilla lemonade situation but there was like rosemary in it oh chef's kiss seriously tim on the other hand did not have such a pleasant experience he ordered a drink you know what i said when all this was going on i said why not <laughs> He ordered a drink called the Rye Not, and he literally only read the title of the drink. What? That's my <laughs> review. What? Okay, hold on. So he only read the title of the drink, and it was a, a whiskey drink. Uh, it it did it had nothing else in it. It was literally just when it came out. It was just a little tiny cup with whiskey in it. It had others. I don't know what it. I think it had bitters. Bitters, and maybe. Some, okay. I don't know. It was. It gross. was. Pre- it was predominantly whiskey. Now, as you know, my husband Tim. Not a big drinker, especially a hard liquor like whiskey. I mean, you could smell it when the waitress put it down at the table. He smells it. He's like, I don't think that this is for me. I said, oh, but here's it has the thing. to be for you. It was $14. Yeah, it was $14. So there was no turning back at that point. I was like, I at least have to try <laughs> yeah. to drink this. And you guys, it was like a little baby like Dixie cup, like half full. Oh my God, now not. you're underselling it. It no. was big. It, okay. All right, whatever. Big, it was too much to just like regardless, choke down. Regardless of any of that, okay, he did not drink it. He took one sip. And That's not true. I took two sips. You took two sips. And then he was like, there's just no way. It's just not happening. And I I totally supported him in that because it smelled god-awful, unless you were a whiskey it fan. It god-awful. There you go. Um, and that was kind of our fun experience at the Enchanted Rose. We ended up leaving. Tim was trying to walk around with the drink and trying to attempt <laughs> to finish it. It then ended up in the trash. I continued to sip on my vanilla rose rosemary situation. It was delicious. And overall, I would absolutely go back. 10 out of so 10 for me. 10 out of 10. <laughs> what part of that story sounded like 
yes, we recommend this place a lot. The drink, the drink was incredible. And the ambiance, if you had taken out the bridal shower. (laughs) If you had taken out everybody there. If you had taken out everybody there, it was great. And half the drinks you ordered, it would have been great. It was awesome. So 10 out of 10 for me, for sure. One out of 10 for me, for sure. (laughs) All right, everyone. So to finish up our food tour review of uh, our honeymoon trip, we did try the infamous Gideon's, I believe is how you say it. Um, The bakehouse, the bakery rather, in um, Disney Disney Springs. Springs. It's the place that has like the incredible cookies. It's like totally dark inside when you go in and and it's, you know, it's got a whole theming thing to it. I will say, and I know it's going to be controversial. We're coming to the end of the episode. Here's a five second review. Don't go. I am I am gonna I am gonna say I I wholeheartedly agree with my husband. It was gross. So just not worth the hype. I mean granted, We waited well hold on. We waited in line like this is 30 minutes. Yeah, like this is yeah. the new Star Wars ride or whatever. We waited we got there at opening, first off. Yes. For breakfast. There was a wait for And sure. we waited in line to get in. Yeah. Because the hype around it, the hype was like, oh my gosh, you have to try this place. Uh, those of you that are really involved in like the Disney subculture, you know that this was the new new place at Disney Springs. We had seen it on it. I had seen it on every Disney influencer's profile at some point. And I'm like, gosh, we have to try this place. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, the, the cookies were good. It was just way too early in the morning to have such like decadent sweets. Well, but the coffee was God. trash. What do you just want cream? Because that's basically what it was. It was like cream and then a little bit of coffee. And then on top of that, they give you this big bleep cookie that is all sugar and it's like half dough. So yeah. eating that with a mostly cream coffee yeah. at like eleven in the morning, I was like, I'm knocked, dog. Like, yeah, I'm out. we were, we were. The cookies were just too sweet for that early in the morning. They were good, but they were just too sweet. And it They're was too also heavy. Yeah, I was gonna say they also just I couldn't have, eat like, them at any time. They were so heavy. Yeah, they were and we split they were, one. They were really heavy. And the other thing I will say is they just have like too much going on. Like the coffee and the cookie. It's like peppermint mocha like yeah i think i got a peanut butter coffee that's yeah like it's just too much it's too much and madeline knows when we go to these places like i'm not ordering a black coffee why because i'm you know waiting in line a half hour to try some specialty drink that only they have so i'm not going to order a black coffee and be like oh you know like their black coffee was you know one step better than starbucks yeah it was i want to order what they actually like are known for yeah overall like i said this this is going to be kind of a quick review because truthfully i i didn't really like any of it i thought the cookies were okay i thought they were just maybe it was just too early to have them uh but in terms of the coffee i really did not like the coffee at all i thought it was kind of gross i'm also i have to say my husband knows i'm very particular about my coffee and i like there to be a hint of coffee flavor in it um, so it was just way too sweet for me, way too overpowering. So I would actually give this place probably like, uh, if I'm being nice, like a three out of 10. Oh, on your rating system, shouldn't this be a 10 out of 10? <laughs> Here, I'm going to update my five second review and Madeline will count silently. Here we go. If you're going to go to Gideon's, make sure that you're mad at one of your family members, ball up that dense cookie and throw it at them and knock them out. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say like a, a, a three out of 10 and, and that's being generous. I wouldn't believe the hype and I definitely would not wait 30 minutes in line for it again. 
It's time for Q&A. So we are now at our question and answer segment, which is probably my favorite part of the whole show. It's so amazing to hear from you guys and to have you submit questions and and just know that you're listening. We are so incredibly blessed to have those of you that listen, and we're really hoping to make this more consistent um, and just a, a bit of a bigger podcast. So thank you to those of you that submitted questions. Thank you. And we're going to get started and just start rolling with them. So each of these questions was directed to both Tim and myself. So we'll each kind of answer a little bit like rapid fire. Um, But McKenna asks, what is one hidden treasure of Disney that most people don't know about? Um, For this one, I would definitely say, going on theme with the episode, I would definitely say just all of the things that there are to do outside of the park. I would go as far as to say like the fishing, the Surrey bikes, you know, the horseback riding, I think was something available uh, at, at somewhere, Animal Kingdom or something of that nature. Uh, campgrounds. Campgrounds. Camp- there you go. Um, I would just say that all of those things are hidden treasures that most people don't know about. So many people go down to Disney and they strictly go to the parks and there's just so much more there, in my opinion. The hidden treasure at Disney. I'm pretty sure that's somewhere on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I'm sure you could find it. <laughs> In all seriousness, I mean, Madeline answer, uh, answers is good. My hidden treasure, <laughs> let me, and you're going to be, oh my God, I wish I thought of that when I say this. Okay. Hotel hopping and Disney pin trading. Oh, okay. That's actually. <laughs> that is one of the most fun things that Madeline and I love to do. Oh my God. Ho- uh, resort hopping is probably my favorite thing to do at Disney. You just go to resort to resort and you yeah. go to the gift shop the and the front desk it and is, you ask for their pins. It is the best. And it's just fun to see the like the whole Disney property, which not a lot of people sure. do. For sure. Uh, our next question comes from Alex and it is, what is the first memory you have of Disney? Um, I'm sure I have memories from like going as a kid. I definitely have memories from going with my cousins, going with my family. Um, This question actually, fun fact, is from my brother. Uh, And I definitely have memories of me and my brother at Disney. There was one time when I was three years old and I ran up onto the stage at Bear in the Big Blue House and I made my whole family leave. It was a whole thing. And and maybe one day we'll get into it. Um, I would say my favorite memory between us was when we got engaged. That's for sure probably my top memory at Disney. Lame. There you go. Let me... (laughs) set the stage animal kingdom early 2000s Lil timmy in the sand pit dino land usa let's go i'm digging around in the sand i find a t-rex fossil a legit t-rex fossil i'm like wow and then to celebrate i took the bucket of sand that i had dumped it on my head that's my my uh, earliest memory at disney Parents probably love that. Oh, yeah. Earliest memory, not favorite memory. Yeah. Earliest memory. Actually, earliest memory for me is probably when I uh, did the hula when I was three uh, at Epcot. That was really fun. Um, Juliana asked us two, three separate questions. Uh, her first is, what is your favorite Disney movie? That's so hard. No, it's not. Toy Story. Mine is probably- Let me just, I mean, let me just go off on a, a tangent <laughs> right here. They killed one of my favorite characters, Buzz Lightyear. Why did they kill him? Because the whole thing was he's he thinks he's a space ranger. But by the third and fourth movie, he's he knows he's a toy. He like like what is his character at that point except for just Tim Allen having fun on the, on the mic? Uh, yeah, that, that's I mean, I'm all for Tim's out. on the mic obviously because I'm on Ob- the mic. Obviously. But come on, can we, you know, delve a little bit deeper into that character and continue with like 
I know that the resolution of the first one was, you know, he's not a space ranger, but there has to be some like deeper, you know, meaning behind Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Big fan of the design. I have like all the spirit jerseys, uh, but you know, sorry, tangent over. <laughs> That was quite a tangent, but I'm I'm happy that you got that off your chest. Toy Story, that's the answer. I would say mine is either Moana or Inside Out. Or, You're mocking or, me, or, aren't you? Or Beauty and the Beast. That's a classic. Mad looking alien. Okay. Um, she also asked, uh, who is your favorite Disney princess? And she did put in there, Tim, yours better be Maddie. Thank you. Wow. Um, yes, my favorite Disney princess, honestly, I love Belle, but I really I I love Mulan. She's She's bold and courageous. Let's just circle this back to earlier in the episode. Does Don Shula count as a Disney princess? (laughs) No. Who's your favorite one for real? I'm a big fan of Pocahontas' soundtrack, so I'm going to go with Pocahontas. There you go. Love that. Uh, And she last, her last question to us was your favorite. I feel like I just disgraced myself. Is she even a Disney princess? She's technically not, but we'll give it to you. Yikes. Uh, Her last question was a little bit random and just favorite ice cream. My favorite ice cream. Actually, let's answer for each other if we know each other's. Tim's favorite ice cream is, he changes it all the time. No, I don't. He does, but I I know he likes strawberry. (laughs) Where did you even pull that from? What's your favorite? Cotton candy. Oh my god, I knew, I so knew that. I was blanking on that. So yeah, bad. I knew that. That's for real. I knew that. Madeline okay. is Rocky Road or Pistachio. Rock, Rocky Road or Pistachio. 100%. Oh, ooh, look who knows something about the other. Um, another question that uh someone asked us was, did you guys recreate any of your photos that you took at your engagement on your honeymoon trip? Fun fact, and I will be sharing these on our Instagram. We absolutely recreated them. However, you have to remember that it was only the two of us on our honeymoon trip. So we have a nice uh, selfie where you can see basically just the top of our heads and the tree. And then we have one of just me standing at the tree where we got engaged. We'll just hype up this to a little bit, the episode about the the engagement story. I hadn't eaten for like three days. Oh, so. don't spill that. Don't spill that tea. Shh. My <laughs> pictures from our engagement. <laughs> he looks crazy. He looks crazy. It's okay. Um, Leah asked us, and she is actually somebody who works down at Disney. Shout out to Leah. Shout out to all the cast members. Uh, did any of the cast members make extra magic for you guys because of your honeymoon? Oh my gosh, yes. We had so many cast members who gave us little buttons or just wished us a happy honeymoon or just, you know, would stop and kind of talk to us. I definitely would say our um, captain from the fishing trip made our experience so much more pleasurable. We got a gift bag. Free, he gave us a free gift free bag. Gatorade. We were out there for a little bit of extra time too, yep. which was really nice. He gave us a free ride back to Grand Floridian. So yeah, I mean, not to be sappy and, and funny, but part of the reason that Disney is Disney is because of the cast members and because of how much heart all of the cast members put into their job every single day. So shout out to all of the cast members. We really love you guys. You make it such a, pro- a pleasurable experience for people who are Disney obsessed like us. Absolutely. Um, and our last question comes from Samantha. And her question, she I believe is also another like Florida native, someone who lives close to the Disney area. Uh, what was your favorite thing at Epcot? My favorite thing at Epcot, like ever? In, in general, yep. Your favorite wow. thing at Epcot. My favorite thing at Epcot is the schoolhouse bread from Norway. <laughs> of course it is. It has to be food. Shout out to too. my dad. Um, yeah, that's our that's mine and my dad's thing. We love some schoolhouse bread from Norway in Epcot. If you haven't been, I'm putting you on. Go get it. You're welcome. I, I see, I don't wanna I'll do a cop out answer and then a real answer. My favorite thing of 
at Epcot is the World Showcase. Oh why? my God. Why? No, hold on. Because <laughs> there's a specific reason. The World Showcase is my favorite because I love walking that loop and so pin. What are the biggest things at Epcot? Obviously, no. that's everyone's yeah, favorite. Let, let me. Okay. All right. You go. Pop off. Please. It's the pin trading in the world showcase because there's so many stores and so much going on there mm, that you, by the time you finish one loop of pin trading, which takes like two or three hours, you can start a second and all the pins have already changed again. So it's like an infinite circle of just pin trading. True. And then at the end of the day, you go out where the pin traders, like the serious collectors sit. And then you trade out all the pins that you collected throughout the course of the day. And you trade with those traders. My real answer attraction wise has to be spaceship earth I knew iconic also inspired me as a kid so much i thought that ride was so cool and i think just it's a an icon of epcot oh let me go one more you want more everybody wants more here we go <laughs> the pin traders are awesome there they yeah, used to do it that, at disney springs now they do it at epcot sometimes you'll see us sitting out there with our cork board i do just want you to know uh Remember to when we said that this was going to be rapid fire and one of us did rapid fire and the other one did not. Sorry. This is what happens. <laughs> um, but guys. So one of us did rapid fire. You took forever too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I do just want to give a shout out to our, sh- we're going to kind of do a shout out of the episode and today's shout out is to Layla. Um, her Instagram is uh, X-I-I-R-O-B-L-O-X. I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce that, but she is awesome. Make sure to give her a follow. Um, And that about wraps up our question and answer segment. So thank you guys for submitting your questions. You know, you can always submit them either via email, coupleofdisnerds at gmail.com or via our Instagram by just sending us a DM. All right, Disnerds. So that pretty much wraps up everything regarding our honeymoon trip. We want to thank you so much for being so patient and waiting for episode number two. We promise we will not be this inconsistent in the future. Please make sure that you follow us on all of our socials. Couple of Diz Nerds uh, is pretty much our username on everything. Instagram is the main thing that we use. You can also email us, coupleofdisnerds at gmail.com. We want to do another shout out to our shout out of the day. Layla, you are awesome. Uh, We hope that you get some Instagram followers. Again, her Insta is X-I-I-R-O-B-L-O-X. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we're so excited to to see you next time. With love and pixie dust.